Thank you for being here again today in another episode of Eyes on the Prize. Today I will be finishing up with part two of the message titled, Listening to God's Call. Join me now as we open in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this day and I thank you for another opportunity to bring your word to the ones that will hear it. Father, I thank you right now for uh, living in a free country. I thank you, dear God, for all the blessings that you've bestowed upon me and my family. Lord, right now, I just ask that you'll take this message and use it to the furtherance of your kingdom. And I'll always give you the glory. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Throughout my ministry, there were always a handful of particular scriptures, that is, that would continue to ring out in my heart over and over. One of those was Luke 11 and 28. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Uh, During my years at Ebenezer, under my pastor and mentor, Brother Curtis Harrington, I was able to learn a lot in the way of leadership and workings of a larger congregation. Things I hadn't really thought of before or realized before were more clear to me now. I began to pay more attention to the little things that uh, really aren't written about or or aren't in the books anywhere, but still very demanding of a minister. Ebenezer began a summer camp a handful of years ago, and with minimal training and a lot of prayer, uh, a small group of Christian men and women broke ground on what is now called Camp Harrington. Uh, Now, 2018 was the camp's seventh year, with a little under 100 campers and approximately 20 staff volunteers. Uh, Each year it grows in size, And spirit, and last year was the largest we had seen. Uh, When people talk of true revival of the heart, many say they would love to witness such a thing. But those of us who have witnessed a spirit flowing through the pews of uh, any church service, uh, and those of us that witnessed these last few years of camp, will never forget just how much power a true revival has over a person. I've learned that listening to God when the call Uh, comes to us is only half of what we're to do the second part of verse 28 that we read about says and keep it Uh, that keep it part is is, that's the hard part being at our home church for those few years was awesome it was such a blessing and we had been having a lot of fun a lot of fellowships Uh, we did a lot of uh, get-togethers and and would go uh, do just do different things with our friends and, and just enjoyed the growth there. And we'd been having so much fun. Uh, we just became closer and closer to each of them as the, the weeks went on. And they became really just like real family, like a church family should be. But however, the Lord of my life called me to salvation and called me to the ministry and was now calling me to do something I really didn't want to do. And uh, one night in August, I was scrolling through a list of pastorless Baptist churches on the Internet. And uh, I had been doing this ever since I'd surrendered the ministry. About every every few months, I would look through there just just for the fun of it to see who was. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it was kind of a dream. Uh, I was just dreaming. Uh, most of these pastors, uh, excuse me, these churches wanted someone who had a masters of divinity or bachelors in theology and all kinds of stuff that i didn't have honestly and so it was really just a dream uh thought maybe one day i might just lord bless me and give me a church that i could uh pastor full time 
And uh, anyways, uh, I, there was this time in August, as I was mentioning, I was looking through these churches and uh, just out of, well, it's just the Lord. An ad for a church in North Carolina popped up. Uh, it was there. Uh, they were looking for a pastor, it said, with some schooling. Uh, so anyways, I sent them an email. And uh, for some unknown reason, this church just kept really uh, piquing my interest. Uh, finally, I had heard, I heard back from this person in the church who was in charge of it. And through a series of uh, different emails back and forth to each other, uh, they finally give me a, a call and anyways they voted on me and we came up and visited uh visited the church and give them a sample preaching if you will and of course there was a lot of things that happened there we'll, we'll get into that in the meantime we were only supposed to be three or four days ended up staying a week it was just i believe divine intervention the lord just wanted us to be here anyways uh the Holy Spirit really worked, and he stirred me up about this church. He stirred the church up about us, and we were just a perfect fit. I mean, it just it couldn't have been any better. We went a 1,000 miles to, to, to a church, and they hired me full time. Uh, in the Gospel of John 12 and 26, Jesus said, If any man serve me, let him follow me, and I, and excuse me, where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Guys, within two months, the Lord had placed me in a position of ministry, as I said, almost a thousand miles from our native East Texas home. I never dreamed that I would would do that. I never dreamed that the Lord would call me to do that. I sure didn't believe I would be full time. Uh, my family and myself learned very quickly that the master doesn't always make things simple are comfortable for us. I'll be honest with you, as much as we enjoy the mountains, as much as we enjoy this part of the country, it's not been without issues. We definitely get homesick. We miss our family. Uh, I have to say it's probably been uh, harder on my wife and my son than it has been with me because I've stayed busy with the ministry. But I tell you, they've been a, they've just been wonderful. There's been many tears. Uh, there's been some tensions flare, uh, times we really didn't understand how to handle the situation. This is the first time that my wife and son have experienced any sort of homesickness. And I tell you, homesickness can be real. It sure can be real. When I was in the service back in the nineties, I remember getting homesick and I kind of knew what to expect, but there, uh, whenever we follow Jesus, when we do what we're called to do, there's going to be some, some pain, some agony, a little bit of suffering all for his sake uh, but every time if we'll just serve him as the scripture said his father will honor us and this is what christ promised me and promised my family and i tell you i claim that promise today so here we are at pisco baptist church in a little town called kaiser north carolina i'm not sure what difference i can make i'm not sure what the lord has in store for me all the way but i'm absolutely certain of the difference christ can make with those of us who will let him use us. It hadn't all been a walk in the park, as we say, uh, but we've made it. We've made it this far, nonetheless, and we'll continue to serve him and we'll continue to love him. And I'm thankful for him calling me to work in, in the ministry. I just hope that I don't let him down. And I tell you, I hope that I can lift up some people along the way.
All right, this concludes part two of the message, Listening to God's Call. I hope you have found some enjoyment in these messages, and I'd like to invite you to go to my Facebook page titled Eyes on the Prize and check it out. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and your family in these days to come.